Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Peter Skaggs with Lighthouse, and I want to thank you for joining me on episode number eight of the Lifestyle Asset Podcast. Today, we're going to answer the question of what is the difference between a short-term rental and a lifestyle asset? So let's jump right in. In episode number two, we discussed how, why you are buying a lifestyle asset is the first question you should be asking yourself. So the question, why? A lot of your decisions will be based on your why. If your why is because you want to get away and don't really care about the revenue piece, then your decisions on how you evaluate a property will likely be different than if you really want something that generates a lot of cash flow. You might be able to get both, but ultimately you need to understand which one is most important to you. Once you understand your why, the next question is, where do you love to visit? No, we are not answering the number one question I get, where is the best place to buy? This is a personal question. Is there a place or places that mean a lot to you or your family? Do you find yourself going somewhere often? Can you see yourself visiting somewhere a lot? Could you see yourself retiring somewhere? This is the answer to all those questions about where to buy. Or maybe I should say that this is at least the start to the answer of where to buy. If you don't know how to answer uh, these questions, that's okay. You likely can answer this question. What type of locations are you attracted to? Maybe you like metro markets. Maybe you want to go to where they have a, a fly-to market where you have to get on an airplane. Maybe you like drive-to markets or drivable markets. Maybe you like theme parks. Maybe you like national parks. Uh, maybe you want a beach, uh, whatever it might be. So I have a close friend of mine who absolutely loves the mountains, like loves the mountains. Like I think he wants to be Grizzly Adams or Jeremiah Johnson. So his decisions are going to be different than mine. When Linda and I were discussing the possibility of buying a place in Kauai, our goal was not money, although we weren't opposed to making any, of course. Uh, we had been going there for the previous four or five years. We absolutely loved the quiet, tropical, warm, green, small island vibe. We wanted to be there a lot. It was good for our souls. To this day, we are still discovering amazing places to eat, beaches we haven't been to, having experiences and adventures we likely couldn't have anywhere else. So it's worth noting, we went into buying in Kauai, hoping to cover some of our mortgage and other expenses. If we could make a little money to cover our travel to and from, that was going to be the cherry on top. As you uh, likely know, if you've been listening to our podcast or tuned into any of our webinars, etc., cetera, uh, we've far exceeded that hope, which is awesome. But we bought there to have experiences, the time with our loved ones, to have a place we could create memories, a place we could count on, we controlled, a place that we were comfortable, uh, and a place that we could store our stuff. You know, I, I like to surf, and so instead of renting boards, I wanted to have a place I could have my surfboards. Uh, we wanted to have clothes there. We wanted to have beds that we were comfortable with and new. So it just it turned out to be the perfect investment for us. Candidly, 
I believe it is because we were looking at where we love to visit that ultimately resulted in the high financial return on investment. We loved it. And so it, it was likely that others would love it too. I mean, who doesn't love Hawaii, right? But the same is going to hold true for you. If you love the mountains like my close friend, it is likely that there are other people who are going to love the mountains equally. So the next question is, where do you love to visit? Like truly love to visit. Don't worry about the limitations at this point. Just come up with one or two or three locations that you love, that you love going to, that you can picture yourself being in. So our goal here is uh, as we're moving in this process of finding and identifying uh, our lifestyle asset, our goal here is to start designing our avatar, our ideal guest. I suspect we want a guest who is a lot like us. So in our case, we love going to Hawaii. So we want people who like going to Hawaii. We go as a little family. You know, it's my wife and my three children. We go there together. Uh, and so we wanted, we wanted to have a place that fit us. And we suspect that our avatar and our, we built our avatar to be, uh, you know, like us. We didn't go out and find a 10 bedroom place in Hawaii or a one bedroom place in Hawaii. It needed to fit families like ours. And that ultimately has proven to be the case. Most of the guests, the vast majority of the guests that stay with us are in a similar situation to us. They have a small family. Maybe it's a husband and wife with children, or maybe it's grandma who's bringing uh, their, their, their daughter and son-in-law uh, with uh, one or two grandchildren. Ultimately, it's small families that are coming and staying our place. We want you to do the same. Now, if you're going to buy in Orlando and you usually go to Orlando with, and it's you and multiple generations or you and some friends, uh, then maybe you want something a little bit bigger. Uh, ultimately, we want to design the avatar to be similar to us. They have similar likes, similar financial means, similar family sizes, similar desires to travel and have amazing lifestyle experiences. They'll treat our asset with respect. They will appreciate the opportunity that we are affording them staying in our, our home, our asset. This is far more important than where is the best place to buy. This leads me to the answer uh, to today's question. What is the difference between a short-term rental and a lifestyle asset? To me, a short-term rental is more of a side hustle. It's a small business and you're going to treat it as such. You can do that through arbitrage or you can find condo um, you know, in downtown Boise or whatever it might be. Not knocking Boise, I'm just saying that might be a better fit for you if you want it truly as just a short-term rental revenue stream, a small business. Your lifestyle asset is a place that you get to enjoy. It is a place where you will create amazing memories and have amazing experiences and adventures. It's a place where you will strengthen your family and your friend relationships. It's a place where you will spend time considering the past and envisioning the future, and you'll be setting goals and having intentional experiences with your loved ones. It's a special place for you and for your loved ones. Yes, it is likely it will also have a great revenue piece, but that is secondary to the benefits of a much weight of the much weightier matters, your life, your health, and your relationships. So I like to say that a lifestyle asset is a property that pays you to live life on your terms, where you and your loved ones 
can find infinite returns. I hope you found today's episode helpful. The greatest asset you have is your time, and I hope you received a high ROI. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Peter Skaggs with Lighthouse. If you'd like more information, please check us out uh, at www.imalighthouse.com. That's I, the letters I-M-A, lighthouse.com. Again, I'm a lighthouse.com. You can download our free ebook there as well as find more information about us and how you, how you can connect with us and how we can help you on your journey to owning your lifestyle asset. Thank you again. And remember, a legacy isn't left, it's lived. Have a blessed day.